Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Not making making opportunity and time to not live life by the flesh. We've got to begin to ask ourselves, where have I had confidence? Where have I had confidence in my flesh more than I've had confidence in my relationship with Jesus Christ? Where have I trusted my God, my man-made senses, my degrees, uh, this earth, uh, things that don't belong in the, the things that don't belong in the spirit realm more than I have trusted my relationship with God. Because I'm telling you, any place I need to repeat this: any place in which you trust your relation, you trust yourself more than you have confidence in the Word of God. Death is going to come to it. That death is going to come to it. It's only going to last for so long. It's only going to last for so long. It's only going to happen for so long. Romans 8 and 23 says we have not, our, our mortal bodies haven't turned into glory. Our mortal bodies haven't turned into glory. And so we have to be resolved in the fact that we cannot have confidence in ourselves. Proverbs 24 and 16 says, for a just man falleth seven times and rises, rises up again, right? But the wicked shall fall into deep sin. When he's saying a just man falls seven times, I had to look up the word just, orderly, sustainable, sustainable, proportioned, um, already complete in Christ Jesus. So when it's saying here that a just man falls seven times, the just man that he's talking about that falls seven times is a man that's already living life by the spirit. I told you yesterday, we have to have even confidence in what the word says or how the word says we will struggle. And a lot of times we won't even have confidence in how we struggle and we don't go to God. Remember, we started talking about confession and we don't go to God and confess to him. We don't confess our weaknesses. We don't confess confess our sins. We don't, we don't talk about the things that we need to have conversation with, with God. And it's the thing that is continuously keeping us in a place or a state in which we're perpetuating or continuously doing the same thing. The Bible tells us clearly have no confidence in ourselves, because if we do, then we only we only have confidence in what we have knowledge of. We only have confidence in what we have knowledge of. So Proverbs 24 and 16, yeah, a just man will fall, but a just man is more likely to get back up. And the reason a just man is going to get back up is because he has confidence in ourselves. God has already told us about our flesh, but God has also given us every strategy to overcome when we're dealing with our flesh. He's already told us press towards the higher mark. He's already given us a word for everything. He's already told us how to tame the tongue. He's already told us how to take wisdom and what wisdom we need to walk in. Putting confidence in your flesh, right? Uh, before God uh, puts us in a position, my God, in which we'll never please God. Putting confidence in our flesh before we put 
put confidence in God places us in a position in which we'll never please God. But it also puts us in a position where we'll begin to tell little lies to ourselves. And I told you yesterday, what happens is we'll begin to make an evaluation and we'll begin to say we good in an area and we ain't even good in the area. We'll say we'll justify our goodness. We'll justify where we are. We'll have our own self-righteousness. We'll be righteous in our own way, in our own thought process and how we do things. And God is like, I ain't told you you good in that area. That's not what the word says in this area. We'll find ourselves in more pride. We'll find ourselves more consumed by the things of this world. So I want to give you some things about when we, what it looks like to put confidence in the flesh. When we put confidence in the flesh, these are three three of some of the things I'm going to show you. One, we have what, what the world has told us above what God has told us. My God, we have what the world has told us over what God has told us. God has said one thing to us and the world has said another thing to us. So when we have confidence in the flesh, we take root, we, we, we have rooted in us what the world has said to us is successful. So if the world tells you to parent your children this way, like if the world comes in with the, come on now, Holy Spirit, if the world comes in with the new way and says to you, oh no, we don't, um, we don't spank our kids, right? We're not going to spank our kids. We're, we're not going to spank our kids. Spanking our kids does damage in our kids. But the word of God tells us, spell, spell, spare the rod and you're going to spoil the child. You feel what I'm saying? And, and we'll go and we'll say, well, that's expert knowledge. But what does the word tell you in raising your kids? We've been raising, we've been doing 30 days of prayer. We've been raising our kids in this world standard instead of training them up in a way that a child should go. And then when we reap a harvest, that's a... According to this world standard and we find that they fail later or that they get caught up into some things that are pulling them into sin or pulling them into a different way, then we're frustrated thinking uh, something didn't work or thinking it was a mistake, but we raised them. We took confidence in what the world told us about our children versus taking confidence in what the word told us about our children. We don't make the word the standard. So when we put confidence in our flesh, our culture, our homes, our parents, when we consult our friends, especially friends that are not spiritually aligned, when we consult our friends, more than we'll consult God. Come on now. When we consult our friends more than we consult God, we're having more confidence in what they said than in the standard of what the world says. The word is clear to us. Train up our child in the way he should go. And even if he departs from it, he's going to return to the word because the word has been activated in his heart. And that's the spirit too liberal <laughs> too liberal, too like too liberal, ain't no too liberal. My house gonna be very counterculture, and people will say, Will it take all that? It takes all that because this is how the word has told me to raise my kids. The word has to be the standard. The word has to be standard. If not, I've taken confidence in my flesh. Second, we will have confidence in what the church has told us that's influenced by the world. We will have confidence in what the church has told us that's influenced by the world. And we don't want to attach ourselves to ministries that may 
teach us how to live in holiness. We won't feel good. We want to leave and all we shout it. And then when we walk down the, the week, go to go down the week, the road a little further this week, we ain't got enough word in us to fight the enemy because we still been sitting in a church. My God, that's influenced by the world. We're to be in the world and not of the world. This, that right there has been checking my standard and my behavior. Am I in the world? Am I looking like the world? What does this say? And I'm not talking about all cultural things are bad, but you got to make sure that we're, you're connected to a church or a ministry that's not influenced by the world and that will not help you, right? That it's not that's not gonna help you live counterculture to the world. Your church should not be signing off on what this world is doing. <laughs> and I'm not talking about Christian hip hop and all of that. There are different ways as things evolve and things happen. But you gotta look at that. If I put confidence in a church. Or if I put confidence in a pastor more than I have confidence in Christ and what this word says. That's why I said study yourself to show yourself approved. Study to show thyself approved. Study, get in this word and understand and know what this word says. Third, the only thing we're supposed to have confidence is in, is in the spirit and the word of God. It's important for us to understand that we take confidence in the spirit and not the things we do, right? So we confess, we need, we study. I want to show you one, a few other things in which we have confidence. If we have confidence in the word, we'll say things like, it won't happen to me can't happen to me. This won't happen to me. This won't happen to my child. I learned a long time ago to never say what my kids won't do. I'm just telling you. I learned a long time ago to never say what my kids won't do. My sons have been raised in the word. My sons know the word. My sons have been spilled, filled with the spirit. And my sons have done some stuff they absolutely have no business to do at doing, but I'm confident in the word in them. So Proverbs 16 and 18 says pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit goes before the fall. When you're saying things like it won't happen to me, I'll never do that. Um, I would never be, be involved in that. Then you're confident in your flesh. You're not confident in the word because the word tells us, go back to the Proverbs that I were read early. The word tells us in Proverbs 24, 16, for a just man fall seven times for a just man falls seven times, but he's going to rise up again. You're going to sin and fall short. But when you're just, when you're confident in the word, your butt going to get back up and do according to what the word has told you to do. You're not going to lay in it. You're going to get, you're going to get back up. Uh, Paula, I've said that before. I was hardy one time. I rem I'll never forget when I judged a friend of mine unfairly. And I was like, I never do that. And I wound up doing something she did. And the Lord asked me, he said, what did you learn in that? I said, compassion and a whole lot of humility. And for me not to use anyone else's life as the standard. I told you, anytime we compare ourselves what are we doing? We're using someone else's life as the standard. Romans 12 and 3. It says, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. 
Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given. When you start thinking, I'm too, come on, <laughs> I'm too, I'm too, come on, y'all be honest. I'm too good for that. I never participate in that. Go back, Romans 12, 3, because of the privilege and authority God has given me. I give each of you this one and don't think you better than you really are. Don't think you better than you really are. Don't trust, don't, don't get high and mighty. Don't start getting degrees. Don't start getting in the word and starting to look down on people. Don't do it. Well, how do they act like that? Why don't they have revelation of that? You under all this good teaching, you under all this good word. Why are you still acting like that? They don't have revelation or there's still a stronghold or there's still something else going on in their life. So that's Romans 12 and 3. So don't don't start acting like you're too good for something because you reach a certain position or you get in a certain place. Or are you in a certain way? Don't, don't do that. That's having confidence in your flesh. Putting confidence in the pl- flesh and your conduct places us in a position. And I told you, you'll start lying to yourself. Th- the third thing, and have another thing in having confidence in the flesh says, I can do it alone. Let me take you to another Proverbs. I can do it alone. I don't need nobody. I can do this by myself. I've been bruised. I've been hurt. And the Lord said, it's not good for man to be alone. The Lord said, it's not good for man to be alone. You are not created to be alone. You are not created to be alone. And it ain't even God knocking you off. You done knocked your own self off your pedal. It is not good for man to be alone. The Lord has already said that. So if the Lord already said that man is it's not good for man to be alone, then why are we by ourselves? Why are we isolated? Why are we alienated? Why are we alienating ourselves and thinking it's God? I'm going to separate myself from everybody. When you feel have confidence in that, come on now. 20, Proverbs 27 and 6 says, wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. You cannot be by yourself. The wounds of a friend are trustworthy. The wounds of a friend are trustworthy. Like sometimes you're going to have some friends that's got to give you the business. If you ain't got no friends in your life, that's going to correct you. That's going to tell you the truth. That's going to tell you, girl, or dude, your slip. You need to throw the whole friendship away. I don't want friends that's not going to correct me. And we'll stay alienated and we'll stay isolated. And I know people have hurt us. And I know things we've been through stuff. But guess what? You cannot go through life by yourself. The word says it's not good for man to be alone. He made man to be be with a wife. He made woman to be with a husband. Come on now. And so because we've had bad experiences, we'll stay alone or we don't need nobody or I don't trust nobody or I got this all by myself. And when we put ourselves in a position that, for that, guess what happens? We're going to fail. Why? Because we put confidence in the flesh and we're not putting God, confidence in God. Here are some things that you can pencil in and we're going to close up when I'm taking confidence confidence in the flesh, when I'm taking confidence in my skills, when I'm taking confidence in my talents, and when I'm taking confidence in my personal capabilities, those are ways that you are taking confidence in your flesh, your skills, your talents, your prayer life, your personal capabilities. When the guy started dealing with me, he said, it ain't about your prayer life. It is about your prayer life, but it's not about you. It's about what you activate through your prayer life. 
It still has to do with me. I'm the God that moves heaven and earth. I put the stars, the moons, and all of that in the sky, not you. Also, and when you when you trust more in your nature or your character or your attitude, when you say that I will never you will never leave a life pleasing to God, you will only leave a life pleasing to yourself or pleasing to man when you trust your skills, your talents, and your personal abilities. Because it's gonna lead you into pride, it's gonna lead you into um being haughty it's going to lead you into being self-sufficient it's going to believe you into independence of god it's not going to lead you into a life of faith and so you have to even ask yourself in your relationships and we ain't talking putting confidence in sin and all of that we've already talked about that but putting confidence in these things Asking yourself even, what relationships am I in that I put more confidence in being in this relationship, even though the relationship's sinful, even though the relationship not right, even though the relationship is leading to us down the path, I put more in confidence in this relationship because I don't want to feel lonely than putting confidence in the fact that God won't leave me lonely. Because God told me in his word, if we go back over to Philippians, I'll never leave you or forsake you. <laughs> I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'll never leave you lonely. But we're not trusting in the spirit to fill us up. Instead, we're trusting, right? We're trusting in our capabilities, in the relationships we're connected to. Some of us have been involved I I, don't, I I used to say I've been involved in some relationships that have been destructive again and again. I ain't just talking about with a man or I ain't just talking about with a woman. I'm talking about with some friends. I'm talking about with some family members with no boundaries. Can I tell you something? We are to love like God. We are not supposed to leave or forsake anyone, but the justice of God does come in our life. And there has to be some boundaries and blessings. I mean, there has to be some boundaries in place. So some of us won't render justice and put boundaries in place. And we've allowed these same relationships to continue to destroy us. And these relationships are not benefit. (laughs) They're not benefiting us. You cannot have any confidence in the flesh. That's your flesh or the flesh of the other of someone else. You cannot trust someone more than you trust God and more than than you trust what the word of God does or something is going to happen. And can I tell you, and I, because it puts us in a position, it's things like uh, saying stuff like, uh, oh, I sin, but God, God will forgive me. Anytime you make permission to sin, you're at enmity against God. <laughs> Anytime you make permission in sin, you're at enmity to God. And what it says is, I'll never live a life pleasing to God. I'm only going to live a life pleasing to my flesh. And we have all done that. I'm sinning, but you know, God is going to forgive me. Um, I'm doing these things and God is going to forgive me. That says that your sin is bigger than God. And you're saying that your sin is bigger than Jesus. And then you're not going to come to God like you need to come to God and talk to God the way you need to talk to God. You're going to keep making excuses for every bad behavior you have justifying. Well, God is still working on me when you need to take no confidence in your flesh Get before God and say to God, I need to confess these sins. I'm struggling with this sin. It's consuming me. It's gluttony. And then you need to go back over to Proverbs. Because can I tell you something? These 
There are things that God hates. And those things that he hates, he lists. A, a man that runs swift in the evil. Uh, go over to Proverbs. I think it's in the sixth verse or somewhere over there where it says, these are the things that, that God hates. And if God hates them, then guess what? We're supposed to hate them too. We're supposed to hate them too. They're not supposed to be a part of our life. They're not supposed to be acceptable in our life. And they're not supposed to be justifiable. Guess what though? We do not have to do it in our own strength. We do not have to do it in our own strength. That's taking confidence in the flesh. That's taking confidence in the flesh. That's us taking confidence in things that do not even line up with the word. But we've lied to ourselves for so long. And we've allowed those things to rule in our life for so long. Because we've let confidence in the flesh lead. Proverbs chapter 11 says, pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. <laughs> Honesty guides good people. Dishonesty destroys treacherous people. The Lord detests the use of dishonest scales, but he delights in accurate weights. That's why I say we need to be reading Proverbs every day. <laughs> we need to be reading something in Proverbs every day. Asking the Lord to search our heart, taking our sins before him. Or there wasn't a need for Jesus. No confidence in your skills. No confidence in your abilities. No confidence. And confidence in confessing and saying, hey, Lord, I need you more than absolutely anything to help me deal with this. Because I cannot. Right? Proverbs uh, 5 and 21 says, for the Lord sees clearly what a man does, examining every path he takes. An evil man is held captive by his own sins. They are ropes that catch and hold him. Hear what it says? An evil man is held captive by his own sins. He will die for a lack of self-control. He will be lost because of his great foolishness. There are six things that the Lord hates. Seven things he detests. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, Feet that race to do wrong, a false witness who pours out lies, a person who sows discord in their family. Period. 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 Like, period. Those things are period, right? Those things are period. He hates those things, period. Why? Because he knows when we're living in those things, then guess what? We're putting confidence in our flesh. We're putting, and God doesn't like it, and we can't leave a God, live a life that's pleasing to God. We're living a life pleasing. To, anytime we want the glory on our life, anytime we want the glory on us, anytime we want um, the shine on us, anytime we want the position on us, anytime we can't serve and have things going on without us being the center of it, we're probably putting confidence in the flesh. So take no confidence in the flesh. That's it, y'all. We out of here today. Thank y'all for patience. Thank y'all for holding on and being steadfast. Do me a favor. Share the video. The devil did not want this word to go forward today. But then we don't care. We getting this video. I got this video out anyway. Do me a favor. Drop it on somebody's timeline. Put it in their inbox. Yeah, that's what I was doing, Ronald Perry, this morning. I was repenting for putting confidence in the flesh. When the Lord gave me the revelation this morning, if I put confidence in my flesh, if I put confidence in my flesh, then I'm not living life according to the Spirit. And anywhere that I'm not living life 
according to the spirit, that thing will die. That, that, that whatever that is will die. So if I'm putting confidence in the flesh for my purpose and I'm not living according to the spirit, my purpose can die, right? If I'm putting in confidence in the flesh in my relationships, right? Instead of the spirit, my relationships can die. I don't want anything connected to me that, that doesn't die, that dies. I don't want my relationships dying. I don't want things that I'm supposed to be attached to dying because I keep putting confidence in my flesh versus living life to the spirit. It's life in the spirit. Romans told us life in the spirit. Those are sons. Those are daughters of God. When we live life in the flesh, the only thing that can come to a death. So evaluate yourself today and ask yourself, my God, what have I been doing to my relationships? What have I been doing to my purpose? What have I been doing at my job? What kind of things have I been doing in which the flesh has been leading it that it could cause death? That it could cause death. And remember the scripture that tells us don't be um, mindful of what sinners do, right? Pay no attention to what sinners do because God's going to deal with them within a the time. Pay no attention to what sinners do because God will deal with them in a the time. And that can't be your measuring tool for or your standard for success. Comparison is taking confidence in the flesh. God has a life that's designed specifically for you. And if you get and tap into your word, can I tell you something? And it's a process. I need to share this with you. Building your relationship with God is a process. Small bites still equal a meal. You ain't going to get it all right at once. You ain't going to wake up. This ain't, you ain't getting no gold star for being super Christian. We ain't trying to be no super Christian. We ain't trying to be no super Christians. We ain't trying to be... Oh, da, 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 da. but we're going to press towards the higher mark. We're going to put those things behind us. We're going to keep coming to the table. Revelations 3 and 20 says, hey, I stand at the door and knock. If you open, I'll sit at the table. I'll sup with you. I'll hang out with you. I'll teach you my ways. I'll bless you. I'll show you the areas in your life that don't line up with me. I'll begin to adjust you. If you allow the Holy Spirit in, he'll change your life. <laughs> if you allow the Holy Spirit in, he'll change your life. I'm I'm the living witness. Just allow the Holy Spirit spirit in and you'll I, I promise you he'll change your life he'll change your life just get just open the door open the door open the door let jesus in and watch what happens next i've lived a life outside of christ i've lived a life in the flesh i got some areas i still have to strong arm like i have to headlock them and say absolutely not i'm gonna submit this what is the word's standard for this? What is the word's standard for this? What does the word say about this, right? What does the word taught me about this? What does the word tell me to do with this? I love y'all so much. I love you more than you can imagine. I promise I do. I love you more than you can imagine. But guess what? God loves you even more. Please stay connected. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.